You're listening to Mutiny Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up next, Women's Magazine. Welcome to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. I'm your host here for Women's Magazine and your hostess for the Common Thread Collective, which comes up next starting at 3 o'clock. And I wanted to welcome everybody to this, to this, uh, well, to this beautiful afternoon here. Mutiny Radio is here in the Mission District of San Francisco. We're at 2781 21st Street, right at the corner of Florida. And we are a community station. Um, we don't make any money. We just do it for the love. Um, and uh, here on Women's Magazine, that's what I like to put out there. I like to spread the word and spread the love. It's the 21st century, and we really need it. So today's show is dedicated to the heart. Um, it's We're going to hear from uh, Ingrid Keir, who's an amazing poet here in the San Francisco Bay Area. She's going to be performing tonight at Nomadic Press, so she'll be calling in in just a few minutes. I'm also going to pay tribute to um, Mama Kota, who... Uh, sadly left this plane um, just a few months ago. She's a really inspiring medicine woman, indigenous woman, uh, artist, musician, poet, um, who was 
very loved here in San Francisco and around the world. And uh, I've got her book and CD, Border Crossing Diosa, that she gave to us here at Mutiny Radio as a gift back in 2013. Also, we're going to be playing some transcendent music from Mary Isis, uh, the amazing goddess who comes from the Big Island, and she's actually going to be in town playing a show on Sunday evening. So today's episode, in the midst of a world run afoul, is about love. So I'm going to start with a little poem. I saw my heart and my brain. This week, I saw my heart and my brain right there at my bedside on a screen. The heart valves pumping in ultrasonic red, blue, green, rhythmic and geyserly, blipping happily, my own volcano almost smiling at me. It looked so friendly, so warm and committed, saying hello in the most charming and heroic way, proud yet humble, as if it'd been waiting to see me offer me a foot rub and tea, or help me get ready for Christmas. I fell in love with it and put all its desires on my wish list. This week, I saw my brain right there on a screen, pumped full of colorful metallic contrast, still shots from the front, back, and cross sections, static and stoic, coy and corruptible, perennially useful. Workhorse of every obstacle course, committed to sticking it out. Paradoxically subtle, yet poised to shout. It's always the quiet ones. Thrilling and confusing, as this lump of tissue plays such a large part in the incarnate form I've drawn from the lot of bodies for lease on this fleeting address. And now some music from Sea Star. Thanks for listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. i
Some lovely music from Sea Star. She's also part of the Nectarian Collective, um, one of Mary Isis's friends. And um, I, I'm so happy, so pleased to have her um, album at hand. It's I find it very, not just soothing, but but healing, actually. And I hope that everybody out there has some source of healing in their lives, whatever it may be, whatever needs to be healed. Um, there's a lot in this world that needs to be healed. Uh, we've seen yet another um, atrocity happen in France, but of course, atrocities are happening all over the world. We don't always hear about them. Uh, we don't, as a society, always sympathize with them. Um, but I think that since France is such a, a close ally of, of ours and, and we're very culturally connected to it, at least I, um, I hope we still are. Um, of course, there was the terrible attack during Bastille Day, which is uh, the day of celebrating uh, the free freedom, liberté, égalité, fraternité um, of France, um, storming of the Bastille, uh, kind of kicking off the uh, one one uh, wave of the French Revolution, going into the Bastille, the prison there in Paris, and freeing political prisoners. Um, of course, there were, there were only about eight or nine people that were freed that day, but it is looked at as kind of the beginning. And um, and then you know someone rams a truck down the street, and for me, I, I have a personal connection um, because uh, I, I went to UC Santa Barbara, graduated from UC Santa Barbara, uh, political science, international relations major. And when I was a junior, uh, one night I was at work and um, I was working there in, in Isla Vista, the little town where all the students live. And it's this like one square mile. It's kind of part of the county doesn't really like to recognize it. It has so many troubles because it's, you know, 20,000, 20 year olds in like a square mile. Um, but you know, it's a party town <laughs> and people walk around at night and they walk from house to house and they make new friends and usually have a good time. But one night I was, uh, working there at a pizza place there in Isla Vista and we heard that someone had driven their car down one of the party streets and had hit and killed, um, five people and uh it's such a small community everyone was in shock everyone was scared um this is you know people kind of had you know most people kind of had cell phones at the time but um you know no smartphones or anything um it was just kind of word of mouth news initially and um everyone was afraid because it was going to be, if it wasn't your friend, it was going to be somebody's friend and it was going to be somebody that people loved. And so whenever I see senseless acts of violence like that, um, it's very, it's very jarring. Um, and yet again, another reason to theme, uh, bring a theme to the show about love and about transcending some of the, the false notions of egoism and, uh, and power uh, that someone who might take others' lives for senseless reasons might follow. I'm going to play a little music from Mama Koto. Sofía 
tu ciencia sorda y ciega, de tu ultramoderna conciencia más allá, de tu envidia primordial y hasta de tu esencia, amigo. Más allá de tu estrella y de toda tu opinión, siempre has Necesitas someterla, ¿eh? Gobernarla, ¿eh? Explotarla. Cuanto más anhelas poseerla, arrebatar su fruto, su parto, su tierra, su carne, cuanto más deseas usurparla, cuanto más vas a negarla, cuanto más vas a anularla. Detrás de tu omisión, de tu transgresión, más allá de tu amnesia. Ella, 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 ella. Ella magnífica, infinita, floreciendo, constantemente amaneciendo y humildemente barriendo. Ella tan grande, tan sabia, tan viva en mi sangre. Welcome back. We're listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. It is July 15th, 2016, and I'm really happy to welcome my next guest who's taken time out of her day to call in, and I'm, I'm talking about the poet Ingrid Kier. Uh, she is a performance poet. She's also an educator. She's the co-founder of The Word Party, which I really love, which is a live poetry and jazz open mic that's been happening for years and years. Started on the East Coast in New York. Uh, transplanted over here to San Francisco. Looking forward to a resurgence of the word party, hopefully soon. Um, but Ingrid has been a featured reader all over the Bay Area at places like the De Young Museum, the Beat Museum, City Hall, Quiet Lightning, um, all over the place. She's lectured creative writing at San Francisco State University, where she taught undergraduate poetry, fiction, and playwriting, while simultaneously uh, engaging students uh, with the writers of the Bay Area. She's also received her MFA and her BA from San Francisco State University. Uh, she does like the spontaneity with uh, collaborating with jazz bands and artists and creating visual poetry. She's written several chapbooks, uh, The Secrets of Like, uh, Toward the Light, and she has a forthcoming book of poems called The Choreography of Nests, which is coming out shortly. So when that comes out, she's going to come back and be my guest in-house in here on Women's Magazine. Uh, she's been published in many literary journals, including Two Hawks Quarterly, the Haight-Ashbury Literary Journal, Sparkling Blink, and Out of Hour. Um, she does have a website, Ingrid Kier, I-N-G-R-I-D-K-E-I-R.com. And she's called in today because she has a show tonight at Nomadic Press in Oakland. Welcome, Ingrid. 
Hi. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to have you. It's great to hear your voice. And uh, I hope <laughs> I, I, our listeners out there should be excited to hear more of it and the poetry that you're going to share. Um, but you have a, a show this evening. Tell us about it. Yeah, I have a show that um, is been put together by... Um, the wonderful poet and uh, artist Richard Loringer. Um, and it's going to be held over at Nomadic Press, which is at 2926 Foothill Boulevard in, Cal- in uh, Oakland. And I'll be reading uh, with both Charlie Getter and the, uh, we'll have a musical guest also named Kevin C.K. Lowe. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to sharing the stage with both of these, um, these wonderful artists and poets. And um, I'll be reading from my new book of poems which is just about to go to press um and i've started kind of writing in the post poetry format for the past couple of years um and i'm also very interested in epistles or epistolary poetry um and to put it pretty plainly that just means writing poetry as letters um Mm. and i just i love to write letters i love to receive letters and um, I think it also brings your reader a little bit closer if you are reading a letter. Um, sort of like suddenly you have uh, you're paying very close attention to a, to a letter. So um, so yeah, I'm doing that tonight. And um, this book is um, you know a lot of the book is about um, internal and external energy of relationships and self exploration through um, contradiction and complexities of what it means to be in the modern world and be a woman. And, of course, you know, there's a, I am a poet, so excruciating loss. <laughs> <laughs> and with loss, there's always, you know, there's darkness and there's light. and There's also hope and, and the quest to transform this experience into something artful and beautiful. Lovely. So, yeah. And you're, and you're also so, a mother, um, so that... That I am fix, is a large fixture in 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 your fabric of of your life, right? <laughs> yeah, I am a mother, um, and uh, yeah, and that's definitely um, I definitely identify as a mother, and I definitely identify number one as a woman, and um, and as a poet, you know, poet and a writer, and a believer in the power of creativity. Word. <laughs> it's great to hear from you, Ingrid. So, um, so you're—that's so cool. You're reading tonight at Nomadic Press. Uh, you want to give us a little, a little sample, and, and maybe it's something that you're not going to read tonight, or whatever you'd like to share. Give us a couple poems, however much time you you have. Um, sure, I'll read you a poem or two. Um, let's see. This one is called. Well, they don't really have, some of them don't have titles because they're, they're letters, but um, it starts out with an epigraph by Aristotle that says, Hope is a waking dream. Dear Hope, I dreamt you were an Adrian Rich poem. I dreamt you were the softness of a woman's body, curves of words laid out like calligraphy of desire. I dreamt of a new lover coming over for dinner for the first time, fingers in a red bowl of spaghetti and later in my mouth. I dreamt of an entire weekend inside the sea's sway and froth. I dreamt you were a perfect poem with all the hauntings of hurt, hope of arousal. I dreamt of writing one long sentence that summed up the pain and regret in the world and spat out tiny, dazzling words stitched together as solace. And let's see here. That was that was lovely. I, you know, when you were talking about um, writing letters as kind of a prose or poetic form, um, I was I was out the other night to, for the kickoff of the Beast Crawl, and um, somebody read a letter, and it was it was a letter. You know, it was longer um, than that. But I like how you kind of kept that letter into like a kind of a shortened poetic form. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you've ever read that to the persons or people you were thinking about, but I. I I hope you get a chance to. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of those are to you, dear readers, all of them. So that's kind of the idea with the book is that um, there is this you that sort of is the thread throughout the book. And who is the you? And that's sort of, um, you know, that's the answer I guess the reader needs to kind of come to. Um, but it is for you. <laughs> um, here's one that's not a poem, and it's called uh, Definition. 
Um, and it, throughout the book, it, it's there's a lot of crows in this book. Um, they're just everywhere. So I start this one out with a quote by Tom Waits. I saw a crow building a nest. I was watching him very carefully. I was kind of stalking him, and he was aware of it. And you know what they do when they become aware of someone stalking them when they build a nest, which is a very vulnerable place to be? They build a decoy nest. It's just for you. And this poem is called Definition. I am splintered wood falling from the fence, the onion skin pages in the dictionary, the pine cone dropped from tree to perimeter, an aspen connected beneath the grove. I am onyx, slate, a pointed arrow, the Scottish barmaid delivering pints, a puffin in craggy cliffs, the Isle of Arran, the church's bell chime, the center target full of questions, the squiggle of a question mark. I am daybreak, the poet mourning a city gone digital, the ghost that haunts with letters resurrected, the hunted solitary magpie, Shaolin in seek of a master, winter's bitterness, an affair with a thesaurus, the wingspan of a 12-foot albatross. I am the sea. I hold boats up by their curves. A thick wooden trunk, circles inside signify age. I am devoid of expectation and full of nests. So that, <laughs> that's the, uh, the end poem to the, to the book. And um, I'll probably just leave you with those two, but if any of your listeners are able to come by tonight, um, it would be wonderful to, to meet and... Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming to the show soon. I'm hoping that the book will be out by the beginning of September. Um, it's about to go to press, but you know how these things sometimes they take a little longer than you expect. Sure. Um, and we'll definitely have a release party um, once I have it in my hands. <laughs> nice, nice. And I, ha- I have to ask real quick before you go. Yeah. Is the word party coming back? <laughs> yes. We are working on it. We're trying to find a, you know, we're, we're, so Jennifer, so there's three of us who's run the word party for about 10 years. Well, Jennifer and I started the word party in 2002 in, uh, in New York. And, um, and then both of us moved out here and we started it out here in 05. And, you know, it's been running off and on for that long. Um, we took a little bit of a break. Um, but yeah, we are planning to come back and we are looking for a place, um, to host our, our reading. Um, it may evolve a little bit. We've been talking about evolving it, um, a little bit into something a little bit different, but we're just not really sure yet, but we are looking for venues and, um, and yes, it will be back. We have decided that we would like to bring it back up again. And, um, we miss a lot of that energy of the community and, you know, the creativity and, the I don't know, everything that goes along with having a group of people come together and bear their soul. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so. always a beautiful uh, experience and experiment, the word party. And uh, as, as a, someone who has attended and participated for the past couple of years. For many years. I, yeah. I know. I, I felt I would, like became a regular. Um, thank you for your dedication uh, to the poetic yeah. community um, here in San Francisco. And um, I, I really enjoyed your last poem that because it was, you know, we're, we're all kind of part of everything, but we may just kind of identify with, with various aspects of creation. Um, so I hope people will go out tonight and, and hear you read more at Nomadic Press, uh, more of your creations, uh, Nomadic Press, 2926 Foothill Boulevard in Oakland. That's from 7 to 9 p.m. tonight. You're going to be performing with the inimitable, uh, well, actually, no, I've, I've seen people imitate Charlie Gitter before, um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the unmistakable Charlie Getter and uh, some music by Kevin C. Kalo. So, Ingrid Keir, thank you so much for calling into Women's Magazine today here on Mutiny Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much, Val. Okay, take care. You too. Have Bye. a great show. Um, I'll be here over here in uh, the Mission District until at least 6 o'clock, so I don't know if I'll be making be able to make it across the bridge in time to get there, but um, if you're out there listening, uh, if you're in the East Bay, or even if you're not and you're just looking for something cool to go do, um, go check out Nomadic Press over there in Oakland. Um, I know it's actually a big weekend in the East Bay. It's the Beast Crawl. 
um, kind of the the East Bay answer or uh, to the lit crawl, which happens here during Litquake um, in San Francisco in October. Um, I went to kickoff at the Beast Crawl just the other evening at the Terrace Room in Oakland, which is right over um, overlooking Lake Merritt, um, and it was. Uh, kind of a lot of the founders of the beast crawl. So, uh, I believe the founder of nomadic press was there. Uh, JK Fowler, I believe, um, was one of the readers. So it's a big weekend for poetry here in the, in the San Francisco Bay area, in the East Bay, in, in the city. And of course, if you're out there listening and you have something to say, you've written down, feel free to come down to mutiny radio this afternoon here at 21st and Florida streets in the mission district of San Francisco, my hometown and a beautiful place. Um, it's a beautiful summer day in this part of the city. Um, maybe not over the hill. Uh, you might have that, that San Francisco fog. So I want to play a little music here, more music here for you. Um, from Mama Koto, uh, may she rest in peaceful power, um, and her spirit continue to touch our lives, um, with the brilliance that she had to share throughout her life. Um, again, this is from the CD that's part of her book called Border Crossing Diosa. And uh, you're listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. Holy mothers of mole who beat and blend the flavors together. Your hands, your canas, your laughter, your fuerza, your daughters. Womanhood, a fuego lento, simmering in great mud ollas. Lovingness, con chilito y cebollas, humanidad y sustento. Mama Koto was uh, someone who I met back in 2013, and uh, she came in to be a a guest here on the Common Thread Collective on Mutiny Radio, and uh, I had her. She was gracious enough to let me uh, use some of that interview and also some some things from this book and the CD uh, as part of the a women's poetry showcase that I produced for KPFA 94.1 FM. Uh, I, I am one of the far-flung producers of that show. And uh, if you haven't tuned in recently, they've been doing some great work over there. If you check out kpfawomensmag.blogspot.com or just go straight to kpfa.org and uh, look for them. They're Mondays, 1 to 2 p.m. Kate Raphael has been doing some some great interviews as long as well as Lisa Detmer. Um, they've been talking to a lot of amazing folks and, um, you know, we, we, we like to be a voice for women. Um, and if you have something that you, uh, or your organization or your community, uh, you know, wants to promote or put out there, please get in touch with me or get in touch with them. Um, I'm over here doing my kind of independent women's magazine outpost thing here at mutiny radio. If you go to Facebook, you'll find me at women's magazine with global Val, and you can post something on my page. Um, send me a message, what have you. Um, but please do be in touch. Don't be a stranger. Uh, this, this show is dedicated to, uh, women who are changing the world and, those who are looking out for the greater good. And of course that, uh, encompasses all of humanity. And, uh, Mama Koto was very much in touch with the divine feminine. Um, one thing that she said that was interesting to me, um, which is something I had never heard from anybody else before. Um, but something very, um, kind of at the heart of what it means to be, uh, an earthly woman uh, she was talking about the monthly blood, which is something that people, you know, is still kind of taboo and people like hide from it. Like, Oh, you know, let me hide these pads in my purse. Uh, you know, Oh, I've got to go to the store and, and get some <clears throat> feminine hygiene products. Um, which is, you know, and then like, yeah, give me a bag. I'll, you know, so it, it's like this, it's like this body shame that, is, you know, kind of pervasive in our culture and and it's subtle too. It's not always so overt. There was one overt, um, incident that I experienced. I encountered, I went into a store to go buy some feminine hygiene products and, uh, (laughs) I was looking all over the store, you know, it was a regular kind of drugstore 
you know, as, as, as they are all over the place. And I was looking, you know, kind of at the, the headings for each one of the aisles and I never saw the aisle for feminine hygiene products. And so I, I was kind of wandering around the store, kind of feeling kind of stupid. Cause I'm like, wh- wh- what do you mean? Like they- they've got to be somewhere, you know, I'm just trying to expedite this process and look at the signs. And then uh, I walked over to another little aisle. It was like in the incontinence aisle. And there's all these like, you know, diapers and things. I'm like, this is not right. <laughs> What's going on? So I went up to, uh, the woman who was working at kind of the side counter and I asked her, um, where to find the feminine hygiene products. And she, she kind of laughed and she kind of, kind of shook her head and she's like, you know, they're in, you know, they're on aisle seven. Uh, but, uh, yes, people like they were, they didn't know what to call it anymore. Like they just like, it kind of made people kind of uncomfortable. So they just, they don't mark it. I'm like, what do you mean? They don't mark it. <laughs> like what else do people come to the store here for? It's not for chips. You can get those anywhere, you know? So it was this really interesting overt, um, you know, veil, so to speak, um, that was covering up what every woman needs you know, every woman of childbearing age <laughs> needs, uh, every month. Um, and of course, actually I'd love to do a, a show more about some alternatives to some of these weird mass produced plastic feminine hygiene products, um, at some point. So if you're an organization out there or, uh, a maker, um, who's, who's working on that, get in touch with me on Facebook, women's magazine with global Val. But getting back to my point, Mama Kotal said to me, um, and I was, it was like kind of a kind of group of people. She was talking about it and she's like, what do you do with your monthly blood? What do you do? You throw it in the garbage. And for me, that was such kind of a profound statement. I couldn't imagine that I'd gone 30 years of my life without anybody kind of pointing that out. Um, and, and Mama Koto was kind of advocating that being a woman, having a, a monthly cycle, um, giving blood every month is something that is giving and should go back to the earth. So if you can not just throw it in the garbage, if you can put it back in the earth, you're giving back. You're not just, you know, hiding it away. So it was kind of a, a statement of feminine power, of earth mother, earth goddess energy. Um, and I really appreciate her sharing that perspective with me. So I want to read a poem uh, that kind of deals with that in a way. And... Uh, and then I'm going to play a little more music from Mama Koto. Here we go. I knew it was coming. The flush through my body, the hardness of my breasts, a wash of solemn resolve. My power playing out its monthly incantation, announcing itself as present. It makes me think of Kali that bloodthirsty Hindu goddess who was made to save the world from war, but whose celebratory dance shook the foundation of stability she had become trophy happy, wore proudly the human arms of the dead men whom she had silenced. But in this gory display, we see the stories of ego and victory. Don't dance too heavy on the graves but rather gaze beyond the flood. Feed the rivers, but do not drink the blood. It is for the soil, the water, and weather. Benign storms only endeavor to remove debris. Resettle it in anarchy. Distribute seeds generously, even those with thorns. Brandish not a bludgeon, but move through the dense country with shameless grace escalating senses and collecting shades of transformation.
54, la mafia de Washington declaró, la comida es el arma perfecta, dominio absoluto de la población y nosotros comemos veneno, comemos veneno. Generar hambre en el mundo y así ejercer su poder. Comemos veneno, comemos veneno. All grains are monopolized by transnational corporations, transgenic aberrations, morbid obsessions, food is a weapon, food is a Ralston Purina, Carnation Nestlé, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Domino's, Walmart's and Costco's, DuPont, Maseca, Danone. Mamakoto. Food is a weapon. Looking out the bigger picture, the higher being, the divine. You're listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. And uh, the last part of the show here today, I'd like to... um, we're going to be, I'm going to feature some music from an amazing artist, musician, uh, very bright light here on this plane. Another one, um, Mary Isis, who um, is going to be playing here in the Bay Area on Sunday. Mary Isis, um, she was born in Santa Cruz to some peace-loving parents um, and honored and nurtured her natural musical abilities. Um, and... Uh, I'll read you a little bit more of about bio. Mary, Mary sings her original songs from heart and in the spirit of ceremony with the prayer to awaken, uplift, and empower those who listen. She lyrically weaves her poetic expressions of the universal human experience and the mystical and miraculous nature we're all a part of to inspire remembrance of true purpose and meaning in life. Uh, her debut album, Nectarian, which was 2013, uh, received much praise, including uh, inspiring healing and transformation in many across the globe. And that, I, I can jump in here and say that that's absolutely true. Uh, they came in here to Mutiny Radio, uh, the Nectarian Collective. It was Mary Isis, Sea uh, Star and Parmita they came they were on a kind of a, a triple goddess tour a few summers ago here and um, they all live on the big island of Hawaii um, and uh, their music 
stayed with me and uh, it helped me heal in many ways um, when I was facing some, uh, some, um, well, I had to have surgery. It sucked. Uh, and uh, thinking about their music um, really helped me kind of ground myself. Um, so Mary Isis, uh, in 2016, she released two other albums, All Praise and Inspire Songs of Devotions. Uh, her vocals are in are her main instrument, which she usually accompanies with guitar or ukulele. Um, she's also supported many other musicians with her percussion, uh, djembe, kajon, dembek, and shakers, um, and singing harmony. Uh, she performs with her full band, the Nectarian Collective, um, as well as solo. And so, um, yeah, she's also did some early vocals with Nako in the early formation of medicine for the people. Um, so, uh, Mary Isis is super cool. Um, and she's going to be playing here in the Bay area in Oakland. So many Oakland things. Um, <laughs> I'm a San Francisco girl, so it's kind of funny for me. I'm like, yeah, Oakland, um, Oakland's fun. Uh, it's an, it's a, it's a great, eclectic place and there's a lot of artistry um going on so mary isis is going to be playing at a place called place <laughs> it's at 1121 64th street in oakland and that's going to be sunday this sunday the 17th from 7 to 10 p.m it's the bloom album release party um so if you go to bloomsounds.org it's going to be uh, opening performances uh, and Kava from Mary Isis and Blooming Anahata. So I want to play some music from uh, Mary Isis's newest album. And let me let me make sure I know the name of this album here. I believe I had it just a moment ago. Uh, hmm. Ah, from the inside, from the inside. And there's also really amazing art. Uh, always accompanied with her uh, music, um, her CDs. So here is Mary Isis uh, and the Nectarian Collective. Um, this is from, this is on SoundCloud from the inside. So soundcloud.com slash nectarian sound slash from the inside. Here we go. Oh, 
You're listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val, and that was music from Mary Isis. Um, you should check out her show on Sunday at, in Oakland at a place called Place. Um, I believe it stands for... Uh, I believe it stands for People Living Art Community and Ecology, P-L-A-C-E, place, which is at 1121 64th Street in Oakland, California, Sunday, July 17th from 7 to 10 p.m. They are asking for a $15 donation at the door, um, but it's going to be a great show, the Bloom album uh, release party. And I am going to play another song of hers as we go out, uh, a little song called We Are Awakening. Um, but as I started beginning the show, uh, the show is dedicated to the heart. Um, we need to be the heart of the world amidst so much ugliness and uh, and violence and and all these things that are just affronts to our humanity and the beauty that we all can share and and uh, embody. So I want to read a quick poem that I wrote a few weeks ago after yet another tragedy, um, which seems to often stoke the fires of vengeance, um, which is not really going to take us anywhere. And uh, Mary Isis factored into this poem because she was... Uh, having a, a, a beautiful experience as all this ugliness was going on. So I appreciate that. So thank you uh, for letting us feature the music here today on Mutiny Radio. Here's a poem. As the world calls for vengeance, retribution, returning hate with violence, as voters cry fraud and righteous indignation, the goddess Mary Isis is making cosmic love as a psychic salve. Roll under her touches, be soothed and cooed by how much love is pooled in every pore of the hearts that seek love but see red, that suffer by association, yet whose souls are being fed by getting fed up, raising the bristles that would otherwise love to be rubbed. Take a breath, friends. Hold my hand that I extend. We are one wonderful and well. Of life's great spring, we are the oyster shell that feeds the soil and enriches the ground. Be vigilant, but be patient. The tide will always swell. I'm Global Val, and I want to thank you for listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, be sure to tune in and listen to KPFA Women's Magazine on 94.1 FM. You can check them out on KPFA.org as well. And I want to thank everybody here uh, for, for making this everything possible. Mutiny Radio, you're the best. San Francisco, my heart is beating strongly right here in the heart of the Mission District. Um, so to end the show, we'll play a little more music from Mary Isis. And I just want to remind everybody that in a world run afoul, I plant peace in my garden. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, that inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you. I'm Global Val, globalval.blogspot.com. <laughs> 